I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. Today we have Jill DeVille of the Jill DeVille World Ministry with us. Jill is headquartered in Louisiana, and today she's being heard around the world. So we want to thank her for being with us. I personally admire her passion for the ministry, which is a, a reflection of her love for God. So Jill, please come on in and introduce yourself to our listening audience. Hi, everyone. I'm Jill DeVille. I'm working and honored to work with Reverend Jay Glover on this mission for us to share the Word of God, especially during the holiday season with everyone. I hope you all enjoy it and, and stay connected to us. Amen. So uh, just to let folks know, Jill has authored three books that I know about, Armor Up, Show What You Know, and The Inheritance. And those books are available. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, but we want to highlight the fact that we are now in the Advent season. And the Advent season is the period of time that's leading up to our celebrating the historical birth of Christ. So it is during this season that we can ask prayerfully, ask God to prepare our hearts and minds and help us to embrace God's gift to humanity in the person of Jesus. So, Jill... What jumps out to you about this Advent season as we prepare our hearts and minds for the uh, to celebrate the birth of Christ? Most of all, everyone is kind of rushing about and, and worried and, and all these things about shopping and holidays and getting together and who can show up and who can't and who can afford this and who can't. And um, I, I was writing an article recently about Martha and Mary, every holiday I end up, God gravitates me to them. Mm-hmm. And um, just to, to understand that we shouldn't be busy like Martha whenever Jesus is all, ever so present. You know, we should be at, at uh, his feet like Mary and just know that he's got it. And on December 26th, everybody's not going to be so stressed out about all this stuff anymore. And we would have stressed ourselves out for nothing and missed the opportunity to let people know about God because this is the one time of year other than Easter where you can actually get attention to Jesus a little bit more. They have a little bit more respect for him um, whenever they normally wouldn't in their everyday life. So it's just to focus on being at his feet and understanding that all that other stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's another reality is that we know that Jesus came, you know, over 2,000 years ago, but during this season, God wants to come into our lives with greater um, uh, presence than, than, you know, we, we stand at the door. Jesus stands at the door and knocks, and sometimes we, we close the door. <laughs> and so, Right. It's true. It's like he's just standing there, like, and we just keep passing by him, just going to and fro, trying to fix everything by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, during this season, we can we can ask God to open our hearts and our minds to and allow God to to um, rise up within us in surprising ways, in new ways that that I don't care how long a person has been in the church 
or saved as they say, but God can always do something new in you and reveal himself to you in new ways and, and lead you to a place. Uh, he, he's, he's inviting us to a place of greater intimacy and mutuality with God. So, so in this season, that's what we're um, trying to have our hearts and minds prepared for. Right, just to focus on that and to know that, um, not to stall on a, um, on a comfort level with him. You're right. I've been noticing him molding me more and more lately. And I'm like, at first I was thinking, why am I back in this situation? I have overcome stuff like this. I have gotten through stuff like this. But then he revealed to me that you have to keep being molded over and over again so that you can grow and not be idle, not be an idle Christian that just takes him for granted, mm -hmm. that constantly seeks him. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, we, we call the, the theological term of sanctification, which, which really means that we, we over a pr progressive work, we, we take upon the we take on us the the holiness of God we partake of the holiness of God and yes. we become more like him but it's a progressive work and it begins with us saying yes you know if you think about the story of of Mary's the the Annunciation where Mary where the angel announced to Mary that she would be uh, God has found favor with her and and that um, she would have the baby Jesus Mary had to say yes. <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, and the same thing with, um, uh, and she was surprised. She was very surprised. As a matter of fact, she was greatly troubled at this whole experience. But eventually she, she said yes. And, and we know that history was changed over, you know, through that, through that miraculous interruption of her life and, and, and the birth of Jesus. Um, so in this season, what I'm getting at is that we also, a need to say yes as we yes. as as we go forward in our um, faith journey. Yes, to have that new birth constantly because it's it's almost just like that birth of Jesus. It's like a new birth of Jesus in you every time you get deeper and deeper involved with Him, and most of all, just to show it in your behavior, not just know all this stuff. You know, just to show it in in your behavior and try to mold yourself to. Um, focus on your actions and reactions and how they affect other people and how they teach other people because our action to something or in something will speak louder than all the information we can tell somebody. Mm -hmm. So we should be postured from and, and function out of a posture of love. When, when, yeah. when they came to Jesus and said, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love God <laughs> and love, right. lo right. love your neighbor and love yourself. And this thing we can place, we can put people on the moon and have trouble <laughs> loving our neighbor. It's true. It's, or even ourselves, you know, Absolutely. and um, that happens. I was saying that we was actually teaching on that recently. And it says, well, how do you show that you love? Because sometimes people think, well, I got to do this and this. I got to go to church every Sunday. I got to read the Bible every day. I got to do all these things or Jesus won't love me. Mm -hmm. And his word says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. I already love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I already chose you. I already picked you. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to have a faith working system in us that 
introduces other people to Christ every single day. God is continually inviting us to a greater intimacy with Him and in mutuality with God. And we are to be His hands and feet in this world. Um, you know, that's another thing, um, Jill. Sometimes we get so spiritual-minded and thinking about, you know, the, our theology leads us to thinking about going to heaven all the time, to the, right. neg- to the neglect of what's going on in this world. Yes, you it's know. true, because we'll be so busy for God that we won't even have a relationship with God, you know, and, um, and that happens a lot, I believe. I I see it happen. It could happen easily. And when I start to pull towards getting busier with things, I start feeling like I've got to um, tone it down and I've got to do more things with him and and dial things back. Um, And it's good to know that and to be able to feel that because some people don't. They just think I have to keep doing this for other people and then they get far away from God themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, it should come to no surprise to us that, um, you know, when Jesus was born, he was born in a time of trouble. There was uh, violence, there was war, there was genocide, there was poverty, sickness, disease, exploitation, and marginalization. And we have those same issues today. Um, yeah. And adding, you know, the political confusion and environmental turmoil but God is still coming into people's lives and, and nurturing and, and giving us gifts to help us to persevere through our struggle. Yes, you're right. And he's constantly doing this to just show that, hey, I'm right here, you know, just to say yes. Like you said, just say yes. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, can you tell us a, a little bit about the where we can find your books yes um i published them on amazon so that's the first place i like to give credit to because they gave me the opportunity to get these books out there to the world whenever you don't have this huge budget like some people do um you're able to get it out there so on amazon you can get it on hard copy and uh, paperback and ebook and then they also have this thing where um, it registers with any bookstore or library. So at any bookstore or library, online or in person, if it doesn't have it, they can, if you ask for those names, they can get it for you pretty quickly. And then they also can go to our to my website, uh, jilldevilleworldministry.com and ask for me to directly send them with a message in it or just send them um, as they are. Amen. Amen. So let's think about this for a moment. When, um, before Jesus was born, right before Jesus was born, we we read about the birth of John the Baptist, and and then we read about the birth of Jesus. Now, both of these women, one was, interestingly enough, one, uh, Elizabeth, the, the mother of John the Baptist, was well beyond the childbearing age, and she was surprised with a miraculous birth of of John the Baptist, who would who would preach the kingdom of God and repentance, and then Mary, who was much younger, and some people say she was probably about fourteen or fifteen years old, um, 
she receives this announcement from the angel that she would give birth to to a child. So both of them were surprised and both of them were gifted with this gift from God. And they carried and nurtured this gift with them um, until the children were born. And both of those children changed the course of the world. So what I'm getting at is that we are also carrying gifts. And during this Advent season, what are we carrying? within us yes jesus with the work of john we got to get him out there and holler if we got to <laughs> amen so so the gifts show up the gifts from god that that show up i mean you know sometimes people overlook the fact that god has loves them enough to give them something and deposit something in them perhaps it's the gift of love yes Maybe there's, maybe, maybe there's a greater capacity to love within you that needs to be released into the world. That's right. And some people just need to be shown how to have peace and mercy and all these other things. That's kind of hard for people to do lately because they get so fed up with people and they don't realize, you know, God could have easily got fed up with us and he didn't. He keeps giving us mercy and we're supposed to give the same thing Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could also show up as a gift of, of compassion, could be stirring up within you, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Um, some people may, be, may feel the gift of a calling to, um, to a particular ministry. And maybe, yeah. maybe they feel they're not good enough, they're inadequate, um, they might be wrestling with thoughts of how am I going to do this? Um, you know, how am I going to get involved with social justice or environmental justice or food justice or helping the elderly or mentoring our youth? How can I do it? It's just me. But the truth yeah. is, it's not just us. God is with us. That's right. So, That's right. And he picks us like um, I love reading about Moses and David and all those, because when you get in those situations like I do very often and you're like, why did he pick somebody like me that doesn't have that type of education or that type of knowledge or that kind of access and you go and you read about Moses and it's almost like he's telling you that you know so anyone struggling with something like that trying to uh, not have the confidence or the courage to do something you know that God's calling you to do go and study who he chose and why he chose them in the Old Testament because you will have a revelation and you will understand why he does it because he wants people to know that there's no possible way you or I or Moses could know the things that we know or do the things that we do without Jesus powering through us. There's absolutely no way. And someone more educated maybe or more studied or, or anything like that, would it would be harder for someone to identify that it was Jesus and not them. Mm-hmm. I was, I said that to a friend today. She's like, you know, you checked on me more than my own church did. She said, and I've been there for 30 years. And I said, that's not nothing wrong with there's there's a purpose for that. The purpose is we build up friends. We build up um, alliances and all these things without even realizing it. Sometimes I said, but Jesus wants you to know that he's checking on you, not me. He's mm-hmm. checking on you. And the only way you'll know that is if it's someone unexpected. Mm-hmm. 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 So, Jill, how did you, um, you know, I, I, I noticed you on Facebook. And I, again, I admire your passion for the ministry, which is a reflection of your love for God. But how did this all begin for you? 
um, it was very, me and my husband had a, a business and we was doing fairly well in that business. And then things happened where we had lost every single thing. And we was just in that be still season where it was like, what is going on? What is next? And I just started hearing God just call and pull at me. And, and this was over 10 years ago. And and he just kept pulling at me and calling at me. And I got this Bible and I just kept going through that Bible. It looks like I had went through it for decades and it was only like four or five months and just reading and searching. And, and he just started activating all these things and just kind of taking one step in front of the other. And before I knew it, he was asking me to be a pastor. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be a pastor. I said, my pastor at church was like totally against women even preaching. Right. And my grandfather, I had quit going to church when I was about 15 years old because my grandfather was a pastor and he had got so stressed out from the religion and the bondage and the congregation and the needs that he went home one day and killed himself. And mm. I was like, there is no way you're asking me to do and he you know there's no way this is you you know it's not you and sure enough it was because he wouldn't leave me alone about it and i just began to study and search and ask why and just let him kind of fill me up for years and then we took that leap with the uh, little bible study the uh, matter of fact we're going to be celebrating four years this year but we had rented this building for about twenty dollars for two hours mm -hmm. um one night and did a bible study and he kind of took it from there and now we we have it on a monthly lease and uh, we've been here four years wow. but it was a slow moving process it wasn't nothing where you just jump right in and do whatever you want to do type <laughs> of thing there was a lot of stress and a right. lot of turmoil when we first began all this, you know, I was in the middle of a marriage problem and family problem and all that. And, and we made it, you know, mm -hmm. it'll be 31 years tomorrow well, that me and my husband been together. Praise God. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. So, you know, um, you, you said that you felt God pulling at you. And, and as you began to yield yourself to that pulling, and reading and praying and God began activating some things in you. Uh, the, and, you know, this is this during this Advent season, I have a funny feeling that people are being pulled at by God. Me too. And 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 but, you know, sometimes we say no because of our, like you said, because of the, our busyness, because of our work, because of our career, because of the struggle that we're involved with. And we kind of resist the, the pulling of God and we, we allow other things to pull us. Oh yeah. But we, mm -hmm. but we, and, and we go right with it, but we often um, put up some resistance towards the pulling of God. But you, as an example, look what happened. You yielded yourself to this pulling and, and although it came with some logistical adversities and struggle, um, now you find yourself in a much better place. Oh, yeah. My husband, for a long time, he was like, oh, you do you and I'm going to do me. I don't know what you're doing with all this Jesus stuff, but uh, <laughs> that's not my thing. <laughs> and it was terrible because you go through this uh, baptism of fire, really, where it's like every time he'd say something, I'd have something to say about God. And it was like, you know, you challenge your marriage doing that and you challenge your relationship with your children and your family. 
But God, I just said, God, I'm going to do what you say to say, but you got to protect my marriage and you got to protect my family. Mm -hmm. And he did. Amen. But I see it so many times where a wife or a husband or a child will give in and say, well, yeah, we will go do that or we will say that or I'm going to go ahead and fit into this conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to make a decision to be all in, you know, to stand firm. And that's hard to do because you you have a fear that you'll lose that person if you but you got to put that person in God's hands and say, no, God said this. There's no way he's going to let this happen if I am obedient to him. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make it easy. It was five years of that. Mm. And I mean, it was horrible. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it for nobody. But now he's pastor in the youth. Right. So it's just a matter of what do you want to do to fight for somebody else to have salvation too, mm-hmm. not just you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, also during this Advent season, it's, um, you know, ever since COVID hit, people are staying home from church and getting comfortable watching it on streaming, you know, services or, or if, if they do that. But um, I think it's important for us people to start coming back out to the church. So somebody who who's who is in, in the currently feeling like they're being pulled by God, it might be good for them to just come out and come back to the church or go to the church for the first time. Yes, because it's um, online is great, but it is not the same at all. Uh, you don't have the same feelings. You don't have the same unity. It's just different. We keep online um, active for this ministry, and it is way bigger than in person. Sometimes we'll have three people that'll show up, and sometimes we'll have 30. Right. You just, um, you never know, but they'll make sure they show up to a doctor's appointment or the bar or Walmart, or they they don't have COVID at none of those places, just church, right. you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, just like now, it's, the, it's cold today. So it's like, okay, I'm going to see if I can come, you know, and, um, but they all go to the other places, cold or not. Right, so right, 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 right. It's just a discipline that you have to get a desire. You can't make them have it either. Right, right, right. It, but, you know, we can only encourage folks to yield themselves to God's invitation. God is always standing there, um, you know, knocking at the door. And sometimes we, the door, we lock the door. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sometimes Even we, us. <laughs> sometimes we crack it open a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Even us, you know, we absolutely. get caught up in something, you Abs- know. Absolutely. absolutely. They think we don't get caught up in ourselves and our feelings and uh, get mm-hmm. distracted, but we do. Oh, absolutely. It's a constant battle. Absolutely. And, you know, we're all under construction. Um, and, and you know, um, I think I saw you may have posted something on social media. It said something like... Um, you know, you can't get yourself ready. Some people feel as though they got to get themselves together before they come to church. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. And I was one of those people. I was like, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. And then when you when you get to know Jesus, like, it's not about that at all. He wants you to come like you are, because why would you need him if you could fix yourself first? <laughs> right. And they usually you know? start out with buying a new suit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Thinking that, oh, I don't have enough clothes or good enough clothes, these people. And that's a church thing, too. People do. They have legitimate reasons to feel that way because there are bad um, churches out there that'll make someone feel unwelcome. 
-hmm. but that's what I've been praying the most these last few months is Lord send people that finally have the courage to a church that's going to be ready for them that is not going to distract them or delay them even further or cause them to to not want to go you know just from or even hurt them hurt them I was like that's why when we advertise for church I'm like look when you pull up over here park wherever you want when you come inside sit wherever you want your sin is no different than our sin you know I just keep saying that so that they'll know you won't be treated like that over here and if somebody does then they got to answer to God you know they're not going to do it in front of me that's for sure <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well amen well listen I think um I think we've we've kind of just touched a bit on the Advent season, and we encourage people to um, to try to yield themselves to the pulling of God, to that great invitation that comes from God extended from heaven to us personally and individually and collectively. And, um, you know, if we just can set aside our resistance, if we can lay that down for a moment and, and allow ourselves to be led by God, even, you know, in our prayer time and in and, and our going to the church, um, this would be a good season to to start doing that again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Jill, can you give us a closing thought on on people's um, preparing their hearts during their or allowing God to prepare their hearts during this Advent season? Yes, I would just like to leave them with when they feel that pulling, feel that God is speaking to them in their conscience to just listen. And, and let him finish talking because he has something big for them and that's why he starts to pull. And just from my experience alone, if we don't, if we continue to ignore him and continue to um, resist it, he, if you are chosen, he's going to get your attention, whether it's in, you know, something grand or something simple. So just focus on that and just pray for courage and confidence that you're going to go and seek him. Start small if you got to. Start small by just talking to him while you're getting dressed, saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get Christmas presents. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to have the courage to go to church. Lord, I don't want to go over there and be hurt again. Just talk to him like that. And when you talk to him like that and just stop and listen, he's going to answer you. And he's going to fill your hearts with a plans he has for you you know you said something very important you said um stop and listen sometimes we are conditioned or we're taught to think that prayer is simply just us talking to god which is fine but there's also the part where he talks back to you yes (laughs) yeah yes he does (laughs) yes he does he answers it and and he speaks in he speaks to our heart he speaks to our minds and we just need to be quiet enough to to yes. to hear it. Um, so Jill, thank you so much for being with us today. I always look forward to you coming back. Um, um, you've been listening to Faith Talk. I'm Reverend Jay Stewart Glover. We had Jill Deville with World Ministry with us today. Um, I admire her passion for the ministry. She's she's not hasn't been discouraged. She's been uh, fighting a good fight for the, in the new place for the last four years. Um, she obviously came through um, a bit of struggle and probably still is dealing with some some struggles, but it hasn't 
stopped her uh, spirit of perseverance. So Jill, God bless you. Um, again, you're listening to Faith Talk. Um, I would encourage you to go to the website, www.revenjstuartglover.com, where you can um, sign up for a recipient of the mailing list. Uh, reach out to me by email directly or even leave a voicemail on through the website. Um, we will see you next time. God bless you. <laughs>